welcome to the Mother Pucker podcast. It has been a long time since we have been recording together, but I am here. Uh, my name is Reese, and I am here with my beautiful and fabulous co-host, Riz. And we it is time for us to record an episode of the Mother Pucker <laughs> podcast, Riz, because it has been a while. So, uh, But why have- has it been a while, Reese? <laughs> why has it been a while? It's like a like a a confluence of a million things i think Mm -hmm. we first of all we took a break knowing our edmonton oilers were going to have a break they had this self sort of imposed sort of like bye week off connor went and got the holly you know got the star and the walk of canada congratulations Mm -hmm. connor mcdavid um Mm -hmm. hashtag Sidney crosby does not have a star um (laughs) and that seems strange maybe that is interesting hey right hey like i I, i'm so thrilled for connor but like that like the golden goal sydney no no stop yeah that is a like in a couple cups to to crosby like i'm not even that big of a crosby fan but it seems a little rigged but But when you're slightly off there right and when you're that big of a bro with nickelback and nickelback's handing out the awards I don't know. I know, right? There's some like going on there. But but you know, I digress. Congratulations, Connor. So that took us away for a little while, and then obviously, tis the season. We are both busy human beings, busy ladies with with work, with uh, events, with Christmas. I have a little person. I just came back from a Christmas concert, and that was adorable and very Mm -hmm. off tune. Every song I've ever heard, it was very sweet. Um, But we we then realized midway as we left for our break. We had our new coach knob coming in, Paul Coffey for defense. There was a couple, there was like a couple wins and like a miniature coach bump Mm -hmm. and then a few losses. And Mm -hmm. we thought, you know, we didn't know where our beautiful Edmonton Oilers were going to be. And so then they started. But I did make a prediction. I don't know if you want to, if you want to go back and rewind it back, rewind rewind back back. episode. I did say. Watch them go win 10 games now. You did. You said, watch them go on a heater. You watch said them it. Watch them go on a heater. I you did. You, yeah, I did and, say that. And we had every plan to come back early after mm-hmm. the, the, the self-imposed bye week. And then it started, we were racking up. Our boys were racking up the wins, Riz. And you and I are both very, very superstitious people. And I think one text at one point in the week said, is it because we started our podcast this year? Are we the problem? Is it me? I think we said it on the last podcast. We're like, we maybe we shouldn't have started this podcast because maybe we are the problem. And then lo and behold, <laughs> we stop recording for a little bit, take an extra. We take our own by two, bi- weeks off, two bi- weeks. Yeah, we take our own two by weeks. And uh, all of a sudden, <laughs> they're winning. And to the point, ladies and gentlemen, where we debated actually not recording this episode because we're so superstitious <laughs> that we're worried this is going to be the reason why the I next know. game is going to be played, and maybe the answer won't be what we think it's going to be. <laughs> like the 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 animal. Like so, the logical part of my brain is like, Larissa's, you're so silly. Like that's the animal. That's the logical part. Of it. But the animal part of my brain is terrified us about recording right now, and that. Thursday night's game against Tampa Bay is going to be a problem because we decided to record it. But I guess this is the best test. We're about to find out if we have some really crazy magic juju power. Yes. You and Iris. Um, yes. We're about, we're, this is like a, an but experiment. it's a negative power. 
<laughs> power for evil rather than good for our team. Well, we're about to find out. This is a controlled mm-hmm. experiment. We yes. are going to record this episode with our superstitions being pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. And we are going to hope that the heater continues tomorrow night in Edmonton against Tampa. But with that being said, we have not recorded and our team has won eight games in a row. Riz, let's talk about and what the heck is going above on. 500 for the first time all season. It feels like my baby's growing up, you know? (laughs) And all of a sudden, this is the team that we expected. This is the team we thought it was going to be around. This is the team, the reason why we started this podcast in the first place. Absolutely. This is who we expected. Just they decided to show up at the end of November, beginning of December. And like what we're going to find out. So, I mean, there was a bunch of obviously factors that go into this, like- You and you said it first, like, was McDavid really healthy when he came back? I, I like, we're never going to know the true answer, no. but I think a lot of people would argue that probably not. Yeah. And, and you so- and I both agreed before uh, Heritage Classic. We're like, he's not playing. He's too yeah. injured. And then dollars and cents business mm-hmm. out over one, I, I think, won yeah. that battle. And, and he, he played. And he played. Ooh. And um. The thing that has been so spectacular to watch throughout all these games is the the juju, the vibe that's on the ice. Because it's like, remember my biggest complaint and like my favorite player out there, uh, I usually never have a bad thing to say about him, uh, Mr. D-Rat, uh, but he could not hit the net to save his life. Our power play was not flowing. There was no chance how many dishes he had to his hot spot. That, you know, that side corner yes, where a little like and, little corner. Yeah. And he would, he wasn't even hitting the post. Like he was blasting them, like not like feet yeah. away and yeah. just no, no vibes were had. And then all of a sudden something switched. They got a couple and now they're rolling. Now he can't miss. No, he can't miss. No. It's unbelievable. And the, some of the passes that are getting made out there, everybody's kind of feeding off. It just looks like the chemistry is flowing. People are crashing the net. I, you, you said it before, Mr. Zach Hyman is playing like that. Thank you, Toronto Maple Leafs. Thank you, Toronto Maple Leafs. Like that's the, you are Santa Claus and you gave, you gifted (laughs) us. You You gifted gifted us, us. Zachary Hyman. Thank you. Thank you, Toronto Maple Leafs. And, and they, there was a couple tweets I saw that went out that were like, oh, I'm in. And then saying, well, it didn't age very well because right now he's looking like he's underpaid. So he's looking like he's underpaid. Thank goodness. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, I I just think the vibes are high. It's so much fun to watch. Um, And even to a point now when they're down in the game, like I don't even stress because I'm just like, bring on third period because they just continue to elevate their games and and they still have these streaks where they'll kind of break down for a couple minutes and sometimes Connor Bedard scores the most filthiest goal you've ever seen. Oh my seen. god you know what like I <laughs> I've I've always I, I joke about little Connor little C Polly Pocket as I like like he's so wee he's yeah. so wee but that goal my god that goal his release at that speed i it's just sort of mind-boggling I, I watched it i think 17 times last night just to be like am i really seeing what i'm seeing is this some sort of trick of my imagination no that no. kick can shoot man i know i had to slow it down and watch it multiple times i'm like how like how did this come off his stick like stick. it just 
I don't get it. So my sister was at the game last night and um, she's nine months pregnant. She is due any day now. She's um, a hero amongst mere mortals. A hero amongst mere mortals being nine months pregnant yes. at a hockey game. And apparently she has to like waddle down to her seats. She has such bad sciatica. So yeah. I know. So people were like chirping her like, what is she doing here? But um, they, she wanted to go for the Battle of the Connors, rightfully so. Hey, for all those people, I'm going to swear, yeah. fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you, people. That is a that is a diehard Oilers fan. It is. It Literally is. raising the future Oilers fans. That is like that's spreading the gospel of the Oilers in the greatest way. So all those fans who are giving her a hard time. No, I, I'm not there for it. Yeah. Um, I was at my WHL Christmas party last night, not watching the game. But of course, we were pulling up scores as we were going. And she called me and I didn't answer it. And then so I touched base with her this morning. Um, and she's like, but she had called me right after Bedard scored because <laughs> she was just like, you need to watch this. It's insane. And I guess the, like in the building, everybody was just like, you know, how normally people just go quiet when the other team scores or some people let out big size or booze. Everyone in the building was like, whoa, <laughs> like and the whole building was like, let out a whoa, instead of a, <laughs> or like a woo, like instead of a and a, like a boo or whatever you else know when it. it's like a collective feeling yeah. especially for Oilers fans and there's like a few there's a few teams in the league where it's like really educated hockey fans because it's all they've got and it is yeah, their life 100%. it is their life like we admit that we're a little diehard and a bit wacky about it but you know when there's like an audible noise from a group of educated people who know the game they're like okay that was that that's yeah special. you're like uh, like it's like the golf clap you're like shit i'm not cheering for you <laughs> but, like, i hate that yeah, but that was like really oh. good yeah no that was a very special goal and i'm and i'm also glad like i think the night played out last night as like a side note the best way it could have possibly we got the two points we got the mm-hmm. win no one got injured you know there's no blowout fights or something that's like gonna put something back and connor poly pocket connor got to debut himself <laughs> against up against Con- Connor Senior, there's two also two out there. There's like, a lot of Connors out yeah. <laughs> between those two teams. I'm asking and my sister if she has a son, if she's gonna name him Connor. <laughs> it is like, apparently it is the way to get into the NHL. It's like part yeah. of your NHL like stamp card is like <laughs> yeah. the bingo line. Yeah. Are you named Connor? Oh, perfect. We will draft you within the first three rounds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, I think it was like a good way to. I was a little nervous about the you know the Connor on Connor conversation but i think he got his beautiful goal great his shot is clearly special and we still won the game and took the two points in a dominating otherwise pretty pretty dominating fashion and that's exactly what i was gonna like add on to that because it's like even though they were down one they still dominated like they came back like they one greasy one i think uh the third goal was a little greasy but yeah but they so i was reading today on um jason gregor put out a a significant article uh just speaking to some of the stats behind it and i'm not going to quote stats because this is not a stats podcast (laughs) Uh, we're not here to break things down but the way the numbers are trending and things are going it's like the defense is doing their job they're actually we spent the first what eight weeks no maybe not that long six weeks just completely trashing how horribly horrible and disorganized and just it just just seems like everyone was lost out there it was bad it was so it was really bad and and 
players are out there now, like even Darnay yes. looks like he knows what he's doing out there. Welcome to the, I'm like so thrilled, <laughs> so thrilled for Darnay. Like, yeah, I know and it's, it's just a different team that we're watching. And obviously that, so when you, when you, when you, when I say it out loud like that to me, it's pretty clear that that was a new coach coming in with a new mm-hmm. idea that people bought yeah. into. So Absolutely. whether or not Woodcroft lost the room, um, what he kept trying and trying and trying it clearly wasn't working and then they went back to old systems and it just wasn't working okay so someone came in with a new idea yeah. that he let him play for a couple games it didn't go very well and so we won two games remember and then we yeah. lost three exactly and then that's because they still looked a little unsure of what they were doing well they were implementing probably something new a new strategy mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it um, and now they are dialed and not only are they dialed, they're bought completely in and totally. it's just so exciting to watch. And there is nothing more lethal and, and entertaining than a confident Oilers team. I agree. I agree because we've always had offense and it's always mm-hmm. been entertaining and for the most part lethal other than mm-hmm. the six weeks of the season, which just was like the weirdest anomaly and blip on the radar of injury and whatever. But then to have a defense right now, and we know we're not a stats team, a stats podcast, but our third highest um, point score, uh, the third highest points in our team is Evan Bouchard. Just, well, he's also on a 12 game point streak. Totally. Right. And you go, okay. So yes, we have had, our you know how I feel about Bouchard. We've had our issues with Bouchard. Yeah. I still think, I still think that sometimes like the glaring defensive first moments are there, Mm -hmm. but his offense is clearly just taken off with Mm -hmm. our new new coaching system or new coaching freedom. And I do think that something interesting of, I think Ekholm is finally fully healthy. Paired I agree with, with him, you. That I think that I then those, you. I think those moments that were so bad when Ekholm was injured or was still recovering or he like getting hurt. back. He for speed, sure wasn't a hundred percent. Like no. you could just tell he was labored out there. Yeah. I think it's like, it's such an interesting thing that it was so much more glaringly obvious. The, the follies or mm-hmm. these issues in Bouchard's game when Ekholm was not at 100. But now mm-hmm. it seems to be, at least from the outside looking in, that Ekholm is like, is dialed in and playing at 100. And so now it's like, you know, when you're like, oh, go spread your wings and fly, little bird. <laughs> Evan Bouchard is my little bird. My little goal scoring bird. Go fly, go fly, go fly, Bouchard. On so many goals. So on he... our power play, just go for it. Go forth. And he, like, he definitely has the green light now, right? Like, it's, yeah. it's just like, it comes back to him and people are like, no, we actually want you to fire a hundred miles an hour. A hundred yeah, miles do. an hour on your shot. Holy it's moly. Insane. Um, did you see the interview? It would have been a couple games ago, Stuart Skinner after the game and somebody was talking to him. Uh, the question was, you know, you see Evan Bouchard's shot more than anybody else. Uh, like, how does that impact your play? Yeah. And <laughs> like, I, I love, this is how, you know, the boys are getting cheeky. Like they're feeling it. They're good. Cause Skinner just goes and he tries to keep a straight face. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, it's pretty easy to stop. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then no big deal. 
Yeah, yeah. And then he just like plays into it a little bit. And it's just like, no, it's like, it's actually very beneficial to have him because yeah, he absolutely leans into it. And like, no, I don't want to see those shots in practice all the time. But it is important because it helps me to kind of be quicker. And and I think it showed now whether the goaltending issue has been addressed. And we can get into that one next. Yes, next, please. But I, I think having Skinner have the net um, rather than playing the two goaltender system. And obviously there's way more mojo with the, like way more trust because I think a lot of the goals when we started the year two were complete defensive relapses. Like there was a lot that we, we knew the goaltending was an issue and they let in some soft ones hundred percent. Um, and, and didn't make the big, but more importantly, weren't making the big stops when they needed them to. Um, but I think because our defense are playing better and there's not as many high scoring opportunities it's helping with the confidence for Skinner it's his net he knows it and it's like his turn to elevate it, like I'm Picard's been great to watch too so yeah. exciting to see him get you know uh like a couple wins now yeah. um making some incredible saves too he's made some some show-stopping saves um do I still think that we have a Stanley Cup stealing, winning, goaltending duo? No, I no! don't. I can't say it. I can't say it. But can you win if your defense plays literally 200 to 300 times better than what they were doing before? Yeah, you probably could. You can. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you. I think, you know, we were doom and gloom. Because it was doom and gloom for a little yes. while. And 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 we don't, we're not in a playoff spot yet. Now, as of this evening, we are what, two points out of a wild card spot. Mm-hmm. And we have two games in hand. So mm-hmm. that is a beautiful stat. We are it in is. a place where literally two weeks ago, I was like, I don't, I don't know, friends. That big swing in two weeks. It's, it's a, a like probably like the only and if you would have told me two weeks ago that we were gonna go on an eight-game winning streak, I would have been like, are we? <laughs> Are we really? Yeah, like, are you sure? <laughs> because yes. I, I didn't have any more more glasses optimism left, like glasses half full. I was I was at the glasses half empty. It was dark days. It was, it was some dark days. Yeah. And I I I am so and I like I think we always knew that there was the off like the offensive talent in the room to to make something happen. But it 100%. just looked like the defense and our goalie situation were so dire, so dire that no amount of goals, no amount of Connor being the Connorist e Connor of all Connor times would ever survive the amount of goals we were letting in. So now having Skinner, like you said, know that the the, the net is his. He he has to take that responsibility. It is on him to make some big saves. Knowing Picard seems like a safe option for the most part. You know, he hasn't played a lot, but getting I, a I'm couple worried games he's not well. playing enough too. Though. Agreed. I know. And it's like, I know what, why they're, they're, you know, milking the, the Skinner net right now yeah. because they want to get into that wild card spot yeah. and be able to have a little bit of that cushion or know that we're okay. We're like, now we're in a safer space than we were mm-hmm. two weeks ago. But yeah, I, I still think like, I just am nervous about depth. You know, we look at, we look at the Knights, the Golden Knights. We know how much I, I hate them. 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 <laughs> makes my skin crawl. I hate them so much. Um, but you know, they have depth. <laughs> they have a deep team and I had a deep team last year and 
you know, I, I get nervous about that thought, but the fact that I'm even thinking about the playoffs right now as like a nerve nervy thing is a good sign because two weeks ago I was not, not so sure about, about hundred percent. Yeah. Like you very well said. I just think you're right. Cause we, we knew th- American Thanksgiving was that huge test and we were so far back and just so far gone at that point. It was just like, how is this team? Like, we're going to have to sell the farm. Like it's, it's yeah, over. It's, it's done. Over. That's then- it. There's the McDavid and dry saddle era gone to pot. And- but I, you know, it's funny. Cause I was looking at um sort of some stats of, of us coming back after long yeah. breaks off. And since 2018, we had only won five games after a three day or more break. Hmm. So 2018 to 2018. Like five games in a row, like a streak? No, we had, like if, if you had had, if they'd had three or more days off in a row, yeah. the returning game after the, like, on the fourth or fifth day yeah. would, would, would have been a loss. There was only five times we won from oh. 2018 to 2023. So only okay. five times and two of them were last year. Okay. So I was a little nervous, this yeah. big, you know, this big five, six day break, mm-hmm. but I don't like maybe it was the greatest thing that could have happened to the team. Knob comes in, changes some systems up. They get healthy. They get time to rest a few days. Like, and then and he did, he did make a comment prior going to that saying before the break saying like the team was on the verge of some being pretty banged up. And he yeah. was like, they, like everyone was kind of hurting in some way or something. So it couldn't have come really at a better time, which is also very concerning because we're only, 30 something game are we even 30 games into the season no i don't think we are 30 games into the season. no we we're 20 we're like tw- 20 our team's like 25 games into the season so, sorry you're right because they're so far behind they're like they six are. games back of vegas they are maybe so i think the average right now is 29 games 28 or 29 yeah games okay. most teams have played and we're at like 25 yeah there's a lot of <laughs> There's a whole lot of hockey. There's 82 <laughs> games, my friends. In case yeah. you forget how long a hockey season is, it's yeah. a long season. And if and you it, are 20 games in and you are b- broken, yeah, which is concerning. So, like, let's hope that you know a week off help kind of everyone. Yeah, call it six days. But um, again, like, there's a lot of hockey. There's and. We know this streak isn't going to go forever and that's nope. fine to be yep. totally frank. I don't want it to because look what happened to the Boston Bruins last totally. year. Totally, Some so, adversity is good. Like yeah, a little, a like, little bit, just like a wee a little bit. bit. <laughs> oh, it'd be nice to maybe go a couple more, get a little more cushion into a, like feel, feel that wild card spot out, out at least um, make some ground. It's going to be tough to catch the Knights or um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking. The Kings. Um, the Kings. Thank you. Um, but you know, being in that third spot isn't out of reach. I think like it shouldn't be a wild card, but it just, you don't want to be in the wild card spot and have to play Vegas. No, you really don't. (laughs) Yeah. So like, like, I guess David and Goliath, like the, like the underdog of all underdog situation, but I really don't want to have to do that. No, it's not like, that's not the play. And that's not no, how you, you no. can set yourself up for a long, successful playoff. So it's, it's just crazy that we're having wear them down for a while. Yeah, exactly. And it's just crazy that we have to have this conversation in December, but we do because it's, mm-hmm. it's like every game matters when, when you dug yourself such a deep hole to start, there's wasn't room for these like little lulls in the middle of the season, every game matters. So, yep. um, and, and they matter, the more they matter now, it means the less stress you put yourself on in March. And then that way you can start playoffs ideally healthier 
and healthier. and like just like rested in general, like ish less, or like yeah like yeah like broken, not broken like, less, like yeah. Like high when you're when you're every game is like need to be played at 120 percent, and like obviously everybody finds another gear for playoffs. But if you have to find that other gear to get into playoffs and that desperation, that's where trouble kind of starts. So where we are, um, I think you and I both agree we could not be happier to see an eight game winning streak. But <sighs> more than anything, I'm just happy to see them play like we know they can. Yeah. Like to to actually like. Even if it wasn't eight in a row and we were, you know, if it was six it was, and two, I'd yeah, still be happy. Me I'd too. still be super happy yeah. where we're at right now. There just seems like there's just, like you said, I think earlier is like the fear two, three weeks ago was they get down by one and you're like, oh, well, uh, th- they're too broken mentally to pull this back out. Yeah. But I think what's interesting is like you said, it's like, okay, you're down by one. Keep going. Mm-hmm. You got third. You got skill. You have talent up front that's nothing you're down by two that's nothing like it literally is not yeah. so yeah just the resiliency. Score in demand back to being able to score in demand absolutely the resiliency the like fun it, it things look exciting again look like there's like a release i will say and I, everyone knows i am not his biggest fan but i don't actually i'm not his biggest fan it's not about him it's about his contract but we have talked and i have talked ad nauseum about darnell nurse yes. and how i like it stresses me out Darnell Nurse stresses me out. I will say I am so thrilled with how Darnell Nurse is playing because I'm not even hearing about Darnell Nurse. That is what I want out of Darnell Nurse. I want to not hear about him because then I know he is not making massive blunders. I also know that he's not like also going and doing wonderful things. Like he is just being a strong, steady force. Darnell Nurse was our best player in last night. And he has been, he has been in two out of the last three and, and yeah, we don't see it on the score sheet yet. We kind of do because his minutes are insane. Yes. They're insane. That's why we're paying him. And you and I are in total agreement on this. Like, I would be over the moon right now if he was playing the way he is right now at seven million. Over the yes. moon, like that. Over the moon, be like, it would be like yeah. the steal of the century. Yeah. I've been like, yes, that is what we need. Yes, mm-hmm. then, it's just like, because of the money. <laughs> it's because of nine point two five is where the the change is, and but he is playing. He is shut down. He eats a lot of minutes. He's playing on the penalty kill. He's yep. he's made smart decisions. And he's doing exactly what we need him to do. And, and he's being a leader. And I think you're right. He's I, I've really been, he's elevated his game. I'm thrilled. Massively. I'm, massively. I'm thrilled for him. And it's so funny because, you know, we talked about last year with the, with the power play, like the best power play in the league of, in the history of the in league, the history right? of the league, the yes. history of the league. And what's interesting is I have noticed how great our penalty kill has been in the past too. eight games. Yep. And it's yep. no longer about, oh, we're just like, we're just, what do the, you know, people say? Like power play merchants, PP merchants. It's the only way you get your goals. It's like, actually, we're not allowing anyone else to score a goal mm-hmm. on their power play. And that has been so impressive for me. And Darnell Nurse, I thank you. So all of the horrible things I've said in the past, please know it's not about you. You're wonderful. Your contract <laughs> is not ideal in my eyes. However, let's keep this like clear, clearly winning pe- penalty kill going. Cause that is a, that's an, an asset. That is Absolutely. a massive asset. Can we just talk about Warren Fogel for a second? <laughs> Have you yes. seen his hands? He like, obviously it's like monkey see monkey do he tries to be mcdavid out there and before it was kind of a pathetic effort because he would lose yeah. the puck he would fumble he'd trip and then it ended up on him the other yeah. way but now all of a sudden he's finishing some pretty nifty goals yes and i have been like 
okay and he's vibing and he just like I've said vibe so many times today <laughs> it's the end of the day guys it's 9 p.m we're recording yeah. um but he's just like it, he's so fun to watch it's yeah. very entertaining when and he's he gets quick out there. He's, he's very speedy. he's and, a very great skater yeah yeah, and I, 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 I kind of like felt I, I was sort of treating Warner Fogel for a while, like this like little puppy dog. We're like, it's just not going in. Like he tries yeah. everything. It's like, good it's job, like, sweetie. You tried. I know, but you like, tried. And now like. I've moved that over, unfortunately, yeah. to Connor Brown. And I feel like I will Connor Brown is Connor Brown the next Tobias Reader? Remembered? Yes. How many, yes. Right. Yeah. How many games did Tobias Reader not have a goal? It was like what, two years or something. I'm like, is that going to be Connor Brown's legacy? I just well, Connor Brown scored, did he not? Yeah, he, he didn't, but it was called back because Evander Kane was in the net. They called it back for interference, I think. You're right, he has um, no goals. Oh my no god, goals. no! I know, I, I know. I was so, like, I remember him scoring, but you're right. He, it totally he almost scored. It was like oh. it was a it was a half score, and oh. like I was, yeah, it made me so sad. Only be, not because it was called back. It like it, I think it was clearly probably an interference, but I was yeah. just like, is this guy gonna score this year? Like, can he, he put it in the net? And it's you know they've kind of bumped him on different lines to get him going, trying to get him with dry sidle to see if that would work. Obviously, the the, the experiment with Connor didn't work no i i'm now connor like poor connor brown has taken on warren fogel's like can't score for the life of him bad juju and i hope that that changes around for him because that will be helpful for all of us but more so for for him and for his confidence and then yeah Hopefully it's one of those situations where he can just get the monkey off his back. And then yeah. once he does, he's going. And I, like, I hope maybe next game, because it technically is off of his back, even though it didn't count. Like maybe, maybe just maybe, maybe. we'll get yeah. to see some more offense from Connor Brown, but yes, Warren Fogel. I'm so glad he's putting it in the back of the net and mm-hmm. showing off his skill. Cause he, he had it. It just, for some reason was like, I don't know. It's like, it was like a Bambi on skates, you know, you're like, you know, you're going to be an amazing, like an amazing <laughs> runner or skater, or like yeah. you have the talent, but can you stay upright? I don't uh, know. <laughs> and so, mm-hmm. yeah, Warren Fogel has surprised, has really surprised me. Um, yeah, it's been a, yeah. it's, it's been a good eight games to be an Oilers fan. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think like, we're obviously very excited. Boys are buzzing. we got, Tampa Bay on Thursday, tomorrow night, probably mm-hmm. today. If you guys are reading, when are we putting this out? Yeah, yeah that today, tonight. Today, tonight. Um, yeah. we'll see if the streak lives, and if it doesn't, maybe we don't record it anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, but don't <laughs> send us hate mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Moving and- on to yeah. The our All-Star last game. topic or our last uh we were talking about the all-star game because there's been some changes. Mm-hmm. Again, tying this in back to our love of our team. Apparently, with the help of Captain Connor McDavid himself, he's got the ear of the like, uh, yes, he is the superstar and they do a terrible job promoting him. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad that, you know, he's putting his like finger in all the pots he can. Yeah. Um, But they've changed some things up. So what we've got now, 12 all stars will compete in multiple events. Um, Let's see what else. They will earn points based on the order of finish in each event. And it gets ranked by like brackets, I think. I believe so. Yes. And the winner will receive $1 million. To a charity. To a charity. Yes. It's a charity. I believe it is. Yes. So now here is what my things I'm interested in. Um, 
is the all-star game is this going to make it more relevant is it ever relevant for any of us like other than us like i call us like dnd hockey nerds where like <laughs> we're not not for dnd but like if you traded out hockey for dnd yeah. like that's our thing that we're like ah we're getting so excited about the all-star mm-hmm. game like is it is it is this going to make it more relevant is it relevant at all like is the is the all-star game just like is it in the right place in the year i've got thoughts on that like just tell me your thoughts on the all-star game in general and then here we are with some change-ups yeah okay so that's a good place to start so i don't know okay when you were young did you Mm -hmm. ever go to the oilers skills comp day i did all the time because it was cost effective loved it loved it it was so great for kids it was cost effective my, like we couldn't do hockey games all the time. My mo- single mom and I. So it was yep. something that you like could be a part of. So 100%. And that's what I think the all-star game brings. However, at the NHL level, when they bring all these all-stars in together, it's, it's, it's not cost-effective. It's not like the team's doing it. They're, they put on these crazy productions, like in Vegas, they've got guys shooting in the Bellagio fountains. Yeah. Like it's, it's all about glitz and glam and it's it's trying to make it something that they're really not and I understand the NHL from a from a brand perspective trying to catch eyes that maybe they wouldn't normally catch mm-hmm. um and there's just some funny things so like this year we're going back to the team picking the team draft yeah. and like are we gonna have another phil kessel scenario i hope so because i <laughs> love that so much and it was just so fitting it just became part of it and i think he handled it so well but um i think they're putting a little bit different of a spin on it i'm not quite sure how they've announced that but... all the details i'm like trying to scroll quickly oh, you're trying to scroll through i'm it. not gonna like worry about them too much because yeah. i think it's like i'm more interested overall in like so my and this is biased and like I don't think I watched an NHL All-Star game for decades. I think I watched it with my dad when I was younger and then it's like it was completely irrelevant to me for a couple of years. I I'm watching every game but I'm not like mm-hmm. I don't care yeah. about the All-Star game. It I, I and the game itself I definitely don't care about. The skills is like because they've gone and made it a little bit of a production and it's, it's more for entertainment value and it's gamified. I like that. And obviously my bias is coming in. I watch the All-Star game now to see how the girls do. Cause yes. I love the fact that they've got the girls in there. Me and too. I love the fact that the girls are bosses at it. Like it, they show it, up and show out. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. And uh, just like kind of having that in there brings it in an extra element. And this year the girls are doing like kind of a, I think it's a three on three um, kind of mini tournament, which will, it will be entertaining, but it's just fun to me that, and obviously 20 years ago, they couldn't do that because I, I will be the first. And I think all the girls will be the same 20 years ago. They didn't have the skill level to do kind of the things that they're doing now, but this just goes to show how far the girls game has come and it's, it's going to be yeah. such good promo for, for the PWHL that's starting January 1st. And, um, it's going to be like, I'm, that's the part that I look forward to. So I will absolutely be watching all-star because it's now it's part, it's a show. It's for me, it's, it's entertainment. It's I'm going to watch that over watching a movie on, on Friday night or whatever it is, but the game, I could not care less about. And I think the game, it it's hard because there's not a lot they can do to make it more entertaining. It's, it's been tough. And obviously the guys can't go as hard as they want because everybody kind of knows each other and they're all buddy, buddy or, 
how well, I got um, some hot takes on that. Though. Oh, okay. I, I was going to say how, <laughs> how biz nasty would call it tummy yes. sticks. Um, but yeah, so the game itself, I don't know what you do with that, but the skills and, and the entertainment factor I'm all in, it's all yours. Floor I think yours. I'm with Tell you. I think. I think like similarly, you know, it, I went in the past, like, you know, like when I was much younger, I was not tuning in to the all-stars, like maybe the skills, yeah. but, and that has obviously grown and become more entertaining for sure. And it's got like a full production value and it's yeah. quite silly and quite fun. Um, but I think like during sort of like the early hall Eberly years, I was not a regular tuner inner of the all-star game, especially to the game, like you said, because yeah. it has become such a safe, like buddy, buddy like game of sh- it's like a game of shinny that's like freaking yeah. road hockey at that point yeah. um but i always have had fundamental issues about when it's in the year yeah. like if you want it to be exciting because you want them to go hard in that game put it at the end of the season or like world series and i don't know if and I, i'm not a huge i'm not like i used to be a lot more into baseball than i am now it used to have like an outcome for like the a baseball. meaning. Yeah, it had a meaning. Like it offered no, baseball, them. Like, what was baseball it? still does. So right, baseball, right. it's NL versus AL, and then the the because the two leagues are kind of the same same. It's hard to understand who would be a higher rank. So, yeah. um, it's winner gets home field advantage, advantage. for the World Series. So do so something like something that. Significant on the line. Do yeah. something. Put something on the line that mm-hmm. like actually takes people away from their their the games from their fans from because yeah. the average person now can't afford to be attending an event in Las Vegas to see it. Mm-hmm. And that's why they still do home skills competitions. And they're so wonderful and great for the family and great for entertainment. Yeah. And, and I understand the leagues like business side, they need to try and break into, they're desperate to try and break into the American market, you know, and they're competing with, you know, the, the glitz and glam of NFL and NBA and MLB, and MLB. And F F1 now and, and all MLS of the, now. And MLS now, like, and, 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 yes. and. I get yeah. it. But, like, then actually make it mean something, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you're going to go out and say, we need to break into this market, like, prove why. Because right now it, it feels like a very sweet Canadian event. Like, you know, where we're like, oh, sorry, no, you sorry, no, you sorry. It's so it's yeah. so Canadian of, like, it's such yeah. a Canadian event to be like, we're just all friends right now. We're not, we're just all having a good time and someone might win a, win a car. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm like not interested in that. If you're going to take my hockey away for a whole freaking week, make it mean something to me. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. So I'm not irritated with the changes. I'm thrilled for Connor getting in there and like giving it some, some gusto. And like, obviously I tune into skills now because we have, an amazing we have some amazing elite talent on our team so it's always it's yeah. kind of a nice bragging right for sure it is. during skills yep. but i would definitely love in the future to see it become something that actually means something in the regular season um or stick it at the end of the year and let these boys play hockey i want to i want to i want our team to hoist a cup so mm-hmm. i have that that break irritates me a little bit <laughs> yeah no so the break irritates us as fans but i know kind of similar to where this or there's just team just have a 16 break i think it's really welcome amongst lots of teams and that's why if guys injured like sure and even if they're selected yeah. as all-star and it's an honor to them they don't go because they're like no what matters to me is hockey so the break part you're right. It's annoying. It's a sucky week as a fan. Um, <laughs> but in general, I think I 
if I don't think you can put it at the end of the season, I'll say that because it will right. be even less so, right? Everyone's right. checked out. They're and done. summertime and summertime. Like, yeah, like they're going, put it at the beginning of the season. That's These guys fun. are coming in at, at in shape. They haven't really played yet. They want to like show off what they've learned. Yeah, and they assert have, some they dominance a little yeah, bit. Like, yeah, exactly. Kind of I'd be okay with that. that. It'd be an interesting way to a kind of kick A little September. Yeah, kick the, like a little September event before October kickoff. But then it becomes, well, how do you nominate or who gets to go? Because then it's not Fair. based on. But that's health. all. That's all. That's that's something we can work around. <laughs> okay. You and I are just going to rebuild it. Don't worry. Okay. Harry, okay, well, call well, us. We've got ideas. <laughs> um, we're gonna have a good brainstorm sesh. We're yeah. gonna have a great brainstorm sesh. Well, I think that wraps up our episode for today. We have a game coming up tonight, uh, as of the as of this podcast dropping, mm-hmm. and you will know quickly if we're recording again next week. Plan mm-hmm. is for one more episode. Um, that you can join and tune into before Christmas break when our beloved Edmonton Oilers have a break from December 22nd is their last game until the 28th. They get another six days off. I know. And it's this one pisses me off more than anything because <laughs> I go home to Edmonton for Christmas totally. and I always it's like tradition. There's usually a Christmas Eve there's game. Always like not like Christmas Eve, but like it's usually on the 22nd or the 23rd. Sometimes it's the yes. 21st even. Yeah. But I will be there for it. And all of and my then friends go. And a Boxing Day game or a 27th something game. Something like that. Yeah. And we've got nothing. Zilch. We've literally got six days in between the 20s. Like, I'm like, what am I'm I okay supposed to do? Talk to my family? I'm supposed to talk to my family for six no, days? No, World Juniors. But it will be on, right. it'll be on it will in the be. morning. It'll be on in the morning. God bless That's the okay. World Juniors and holiday World time. Yes. Um, yeah. So, yeah. You will know quickly if you are tuning into this, if uh, our, our beloved Oilers continue the our their streak, their eight-game streak, Against the Tampa Bay Lightning, there will be a game next week or an episode next week. If not, we may have a conversation about where we are at and, and the magic juju that both Riz and I yeah. <laughs> have. Um, thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Mother Pucker Podcast. Uh, please join us at www.ordinarypodcast.com. Learn more about all of the network podcasts. Hattrick Sports Podcast has its year end show and uh, next week, a special 2023 year interview show on December 29th. So tune into those gents and you'll get to hear a, a bit more about a whole bunch of sports um, and come join us at Ordinary Podcast and get your podcasts wherever you find them. Looking forward to chatting next week. Yeah. The Mother Pucker Podcast is a proud member of the Ordinary Podcasting Network. For more information on this or any of our other podcasts, please visit OrdinaryPodcast.com. The Ordinary Podcasting Network would like to acknowledge that the lands on which our conversations take place include the traditional territory of the Treaty 7 people in Southern Alberta and the Métis Nation of Alberta, as well as the unceded territories of the Coast Salish peoples, including the Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh First Nations.